Hello, friends. Tony Gonzalez here, your host of Wellness for You. I am super excited today to be talking to you about a good friend of mine. He's coming on to talk to about something very serious that I always focus on, but more importantly, to give you his side and his take on everything that's happened in his career. He had a very, very beautiful career. It was full of a lot of experiences, but with a lot of those things, other things come as well. So, hey, Juan, thank you so hey. much for talking to me today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Tony, my pleasure. Totally How? my pleasure. And thank you for the nice introduction. Wow. Oh, you're welcome. Sweet. <laughs> you are, you are the best. You are the best. You, I've known <laughs> nah. you. Okay. So I got to tell people, I've known you my entire life, basically. We grew up in the same That's town. It. We uh, went yep. to high school together and then we wound up yep. working together in law enforcement. So yeah, it was an honor, an honor. So how have you been? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was, the honor was mine. Trust me. Uh, how have you been? I've been good. Retirement's been uh, fun. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. I tell you, it's uh, it's been it's it's been a nice uh, it's been a nice ride the last year and a half or so. Yes, that you look awesome. You so, look awesome. You look relaxed. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, it's a it's a totally different world once you get out there. And uh, uh, you know, just to let everybody know, I, I retired and. Uh, uh, April 1st of last year. So I'm coming up at about a year and a half of uh, being retired from law enforcement. And I miss the, I always tell you, and I've, I've, we've had this discussion before, Tom. I miss the people. I don't miss the job. There I don't go. miss the work itself. But the people, you miss the people, especially the, the you know, we work in a, in a, in a department of about 100, almost 100 people. Let's say it's a little less. But there's a handful of people that you really make that connection with. And, uh, and th that's who you miss. Yes, that's who you I miss agree. The most. I, um, I, yeah. I, I, I love that you just said that. It's a very true statement that you don't miss the, the, the work the, and, the, and the environment. You miss the people. But I hear this a lot from a lot of retired people. And that is really one of the biggest reasons that I wanted to talk to so many um, retired law enforcement, especially people who have done over 20 years, how you did 25 years in law enforcement. That's a very long time, right? Mm -hmm. did you always know that you wanted to be a police officer. Uh, it's, it's funny. Well, let's go, let me go back to the beginning. Of course. Um, back, back in the late seventies, I was a little, I was probably, I wasn't, that was, I wasn't quite 10 years old. My dad joined what's now the, the special two program. It was back then the, um, it was called police reserves back then. Um, so he would work full time in the summer as a police officer. And I remember seeing him in a uniform and, and, you know, he would, he, he, back then they didn't drive cars. They were just walking beats. Yeah. So he would, he would leave in his uniform and his personal car, come back. I never really saw him in a car, but it was, it, it intrigued me as a kid. Um, and then as I went through life, um, I got into high school. Um, it wasn't something that was particularly in my mind. Um, it was always, I, well, let me trip back. It was always in the back of my head, but something that I really, it wasn't something that when we were in high school that I was saying, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so I then, I go to college. I have to pick a major. I pick, out of all things, I pick political science with a concentration in criminal justice. And the criminal justice, the justice aspect of it really interests me. And I got out of college and I'm like, well, let me take the test just to see what happens. And a couple years after, it was probably three, four years after I took the test. And next thing I know, my brother got hired with you. Yeah. And, and, and a year later, a year later, they picked me up. Um, and I was, you know, I was, I was honored to do it. And once, uh, once you got into it, it was, uh, it goes quick. And it's a life-changing experience to be a police officer. It, it really is. Wow. It changes your perspectives, your perspective on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and people don't see that. People don't, people don't see that. But that's how, yeah, I, I, it was something that I said, let me, let me give it a shot. It wasn't something that I dreamt of my whole life. Um, it was an opportunity that came up. And I'm so glad I took it and I ran with it. But I'm not one of those guys who's going to sit here and tell you 
that it was my goal in life to become a police <laughs> officer. It, it really, it, it wasn't. Um, I'm, I'm certainly glad I was. I don't regret one bit of it. Um, but it wasn't something that I, uh, it wasn't something that it was make or break for me like certain people. Yeah, that is beautiful that you just said that because um, we all we all were on that same list, which is really funny. We took that, that it was yeah. that one list that was four years, a four year list. Mm -hmm. And most of us that did this, that decided to do this job, uh, we fell into it, you know, and yeah. we made a career yeah. out of it. So thank you for saying that. It's, it's, yep. it's really a true statement. So with that being said, and I want to ask, was your dad in Long Branch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, That's amazing. He was, he was a police reserve in Long Branch um, back, in the, back in the late 70s. Uh, wow. Around 80, 81. Uh, he, he, uh, he, he resigned from it. And then my, uh, my grandfather also did it. Wow, that's like my so My gran awesome. grandpa Tone. I had no idea. Yeah, he that's did, really and he cool. did it for a while longer. And back wow. then, yeah, 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 yeah. I have a picture. I have a picture of my grandfather. And, that is really in the cool. Police uniform with the thirty-eight special. Oh, that's uh, so yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that is very cool. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I have a great picture of him. I I so, love that. It's so it's it it's in it's in you. It really is in you, right? Yeah. It it, it I think it always was. Um, it was always in me to do to do that kind of work, and I took to it kind of naturally once I once I got there. Um, um, but um, it, it it was it like I said, it wasn't something that I was. It wasn't a make or break thing for right. me. Um, I, I know I'm, I'm repeating that, but well, it okay. it was always in the back of my head, and it was always a thing that I that I that I, you know, I wouldn't mind doing, and I ended up doing it. And I had a, a like, and thanks for the introduction before, I had a great career. I cannot complain one bit about my career. Uh, you know, there's pitfalls along the way and things that you, you know, things that you could have done differently or that I could have done differently. But, you know, for the most part, I, I wouldn't trade the 25 years in law enforcement for anything. I love that. So... Tell us about your career. Tell us about your career, where you're from. I know where you're from, right? But everybody that's yeah. listening to this and where you are now. Like, you don't have to give your town or anything, but just talk about your career, where you're at, and, you know, where you're, where you yeah. are. Yeah. So my, um, my family's from Puerto Rico um, and born and raised here, and, and I'm in the Long Branch. Uh, I only moved away for and I came back and I, I never left. Um, um, I started my career in 97, uh, October 97, in the State Police Academy. Um, and after that, I went to patrol for uh, about a year and a half, two years, close to two years. And then uh, I, I was blessed and our director back then put, put me in the detective bureau. I was very green, very raw. Um, you know, I get put back there and... You know, I, I, I thought I did a pretty good job while I was back there. I was back there, but I defined most of my career by my work in the detective bureau. Um, and then I went back to patrol for a little while, became a sergeant. Um, and I was a patrol sergeant for a while. And I considered myself a, a, a guy, a, an officer's boss. Um, I, I was pretty much, I, I took my role as a sergeant as a shield for guys um, between, between administration or even up above me to them. Um, I, I was the shield to it. And you know that now. Yes. Um, and then I retired as a, um, I, I retired as a uh, detective sergeant. They put me back in the detective bureau to end my career, kind of came back full circle to, to my prime time there. And uh, during that time there, I was on loan with certain agencies, federal agencies, so were you. Uh, we yeah. did a lot of work uh, back in the day uh, with immigration. Um, and, um, you know, it, it, I had a, I can't complain, you know, it, it was great. Uh, when I retired, I had already set up a business, um, myself and another uh, active officer. And uh, I, I'm a self-employed person now and uh, loving life. That's right. That's it. I love it. I did work a lot of cases with you. I, I feel like the connection that we had, because I also was in the detective bureau, we were put in at the same time. I remember that. Yeah. So yep, um, yep. we worked a lot of cases together and that is what I, I think our connection, not only that we grew up together and everything, but 
we know these cases, we know what we did and we know what we saw. And um, that's why I'm excited to talk to you about this because people out here need to realize that there is a little bit more to this job than just doing the job. There's other things that happen to us as humans, right? So right. before I get into those things, I wanted to ask you, was it what you expected when you started this job at the end of the, the career? Was it what you expected? In the beginning, I was kind of, and as, as a person who grew up in Long Branch, in the beginning, it was kind of eye-opening the amount of crap that went on in this town. Um, I didn't realize how, I always knew that Long Branch had its rough areas and, you know, and, and we grew up in them. Yeah. But I really didn't know the extent of that, of that, uh, uh, I, I, of that roughness, I guess, yeah. of that badass to the town that it had back then when we first came on. I mean, we came on and it was, you worked three to 11s or midnights, you were rocking and rolling the whole time. The only, the only, you know, the day shift between, probably between seven and 11 in the morning was probably the lowest area because all the shit bags were sleeping. Yeah. So we, 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 that's, that was our break when you worked day shift. Absolutely. But other than that, it was a busy town to work at. So I, in the beginning, that was quite an adjustment, um, that part of it. And once you get used to that, you get on automatic and, and you move from there. Um, and it becomes, it becomes a great career. I, I, I loved every minute of it. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I thought it was a great, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I, th I thought, you know, us, they're on and like, uh, you know, we worked on, like you said, us together. I, I, I happen to think that I, that we made a difference. And I know you're nearing the end of your career, yes. but what, you know, I, 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 I want to say that I did make a difference on not, I'm not saying that I made a difference in the, in the community as a whole, but there were individuals that I know that I made a difference with and they've, I've heard that which that makes the whole career, however stressful and however much crap we had to deal with, it made it all worth it. The fact yeah. that you get some people coming up and thanking you for what you did for them, whether you arrested them, whether you just gave them advice, whether you just sat at a table and talked to them, you know, it, it, that, that, makes, uh, that, that makes a difference. And that's what, that's what makes a career. Not, not arrests, not arrests, not convictions, not, the, what makes a career is when you go out into town, you know, especially in these days with, with the pandemic going on and everything, yes. you, you support local businesses and you go into these restaurants to pick up food and you run it. I, I'm, I'm running into people that, you know, I dealt with as a police officer in official capacity and some, you know, some of them give you the look and yeah. other people just thank you for what you did and, and, and congratulate you on your retirement. But it, it, it's, it, I happen to think that I made a, like I said, I happen to think I made a difference and, and that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, I believe, that. I believe that you did make a difference. And, you know, the biggest gift is when people come up to you that you don't expect to come up to you to thank you. And there, that's, that's real. That is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. No doubt. No doubt. I, I love that, Juan. You're always so honest. What did you learn from this job about yourself? That's a great question. Thank you. You know, I learned, I learned that certain people have this, uh, this ability to stay calm in moments of panic. Um, and I saw that, I try to cultivate that as much as I could, and especially as I became a supervisor uh, later on. But you learn to cultivate that, the fact that when the, when the shit's hitting the fan around you, you know how to find that you got to find that peace within that's going to that's going to make you ride that wave um that's probably the main thing i learned and i get that now if if something comes up i don't know things that I'm, i remember when my kids were little and something came you know whether they fell or scratched themselves i never panicked and my wife would always get mad at me for it she would always say well how come you? How come you? How can you stay so calm? And I'm like, because we're just, you know, it's just the way it is. Yeah. I learned that that's probably the main thing I learned. Um, 
And the, the part, and, and I'm sure we're going to get into this, is, is you, you learn how to deal with, you have to learn how to deal with stress. Yeah. You have to. You have to. And, and, you know, whether you need, whether guys need therapy, whether guys need whatever, they got to find that peace within. Um, you have to. Because if you're not, it's, you're, it's, a, it's 25 years in law enforcement. And if you don't find that, if you can't find that, peace within and things just roll off your shoulder it'll be the longest 25 years worse than prison time yes uh, me guys and and, you, and we see them tone yeah. guys that are stressed out at work guys that I, I, like guys come up and guys come up and i'm and you get it i get it even now retired when i talk to guys and they're like you know fuck this place i'm sick and tired of this place yeah. you're so lucky you're retired you know that's a long 25 years to yeah. think that way, yeah. you know? And we all have thought, don't get me wrong, I've thought that. <laughs> There's been times <laughs> in my career where I said that. But, but you gotta let it go. Yeah. And I see way too many guys that we, that you currently work with and that I, that I have, I had the pleasure and honor to work with that are stuck in that and I worry about them. Yeah. I worry about them, I worry about that. But the, the main thing I, but like going back to the question, the main thing I learned was just two things. Stay calm when, when madness is around you and, and, and you got to have thick skin and let things roll off your shoulder. Wow. You got to do it. Because if you don't, it's a long 25 years. And I say that to everybody out there, either starting their career, in the middle of their career, or, or, uh, or looking to get into law enforcement. I tell guys all the time, candidates, I tell them all the time. I'm like, you gotta let things roll off your shoulder. You can't take, you can't take it. And, and we do. We take the job personal. It's yeah. nature. But you you have to learn when to just let it go. Absolutely. I love everything that you said because it is it is the truth. And there's a couple things that that you said about having thick skin and then letting things roll off your your body and. Uh, I always, I never knew this. I had, you know, my story, but there was things that in life that happened to me that taught me things about life, but we always come into an experience with our own experience. So I find that a lot of the reactions that, that we may have about things is because of what we've experienced before or how we were not taught to deal with those situations. You know what I mean? And I find that when we come into this job, if we don't do yes. what you said. What happens is it, it builds up and builds up and builds up and it causes problems. It can cause problems within our bodies. It can cause uh, problems within our relationships and, and, and the way we do the job. So everything that you're saying is super, super on point and helpful. And that is why I wanted to talk to you about this because I knew that you would be, you would talk about it and be honest about it. And I appreciate that so much. I really do. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's something that a lot of guys, like I said, a lot of guys just don't know how to deal with. Right. And it's so important that they, that they not only learn it, but they, they need to cultivate it. They need, they need to cultivate that and, 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 and let it, you know, stir it in their gut. Yeah. And you have to be that way. You have to adapt that personality. You have to. The, the guys have to in today's law enforcement world you have to with everything that's going on i see what's going on i see this recent shooting in uh in wisconsin um you know we don't know the facts from it yet no nope. um because they're they're keeping everything tight but to me there's so many police officers that are too um uh, I, I, the word i'll say hypersensitive to things it's true and 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 it's it's getting them in trouble. It's getting them in trouble, and, and it's it's uh, it, it's not a widespread thing, but it's it's almost to an alarming point when I see it. Yeah, I uh, I love that you talk about that, and I haven't. I, so I got rid of my TV, so I don't watch the news because I found that good girl. Thank you. I got I found that I was really, uh, I, I was having issues with a lot of things, and then it, it was consuming me. So that's my own decision. I. I, 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 mm -hmm. I listen to the news sometimes and whatever, but I, the reason that I did that was because I needed to, um, process 
my own stuff, right? And what you're saying is is on point. We do become right. very sensitive to our to what is going around us, what is happening in our lives. We are under attack, okay? As as law enforcement officers, we are under attack. The mistakes of a few or things that a few do, we all suffer from it. And this is the time that leaders should be taking to help their people because because you don't see someone in the corner upset or because you don't see them saying they need help does not mean that they don't need help there's there should be systems out here to help you process those things and keep them private right um someone there's people right. out here i don't talk about police suicide a lot because that is not my 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 focus um even though i do believe that a lot of things lead to different things i don't have my specialty is not in that but we should be looking at things that lead us to those moments of despair all right and because we don't talk about it does not mean that it's not happening and that is why right i started talking about this stress stuff juan and you know because i've talked to you um in detail about my passion behind it absolutely absolutely and uh, i i thank you for it because you your passion has it's changed a lot of what Long Branch uh, Police Department is doing. Um, and I'm glad you, you were able to convince the chief and, and, and let him know that, hey, this is a, and let me tell you, I've, I, as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good friends with the chief. I know. And he, he has, he has, he, he knows it. And you've done a great job of letting him know how you feel about it which he in turn has let you run with a, a lot of things. And hopefully, I mean, I'm not there day to day anymore, but hopefully he's still keeping up with that and that you're able to help our guys. Yeah. Um, Cause they need it. They need it. Thank we you. live in a town. We live in a town. People, what people have to realize and people that are outside of Long Branch don't realize that Long Branch police officers from one end of town to the other, you're dealing with totally different issues, totally different people totally different um, social economic systems. You know, in Long Branch, we have the pleasure of dealing with, you know, people in federal housing projects and people living way below poverty line yes. uh, levels and people that have more money than the president himself on the south end of town. Um, and, you know, you go, we go, and you know it, we would, I mean, we would go from one call in, you know, whether it's in, in, uh, in the middle of town somewhere where, you know, there's people that, 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 are, that don't have the resources that other people have. And from that call, we're going to a call in the Elberon near Deal area where it's a totally different call, totally different issue. And guys don't know how to separate that. Oh. And that's, that causes so stress. It does. That causes does. stress. And so we, we were in a unique area where guys need to know where guys don't have that and don't realize that 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 builds up inside them that stress and they don't know how to deal with it yeah. and and what you've been doing with with you know with our with the i say ours still i'm not of even course you're, well, you're well, always, I'll a always part be of it. family <laughs> but but the administration here in, in long branch is just uh, i mean guys might not realize it and you're not going to get it but it's it's career changing. It's it's life changing, and so hopefully, much. hopefully, uh, you know, it's something that you probably won't hear the appreciation. But Thank I'm you. telling you, it's it works. It works during these times. It works. Thank you so much, Juan. Um, awesome. I see it. I thank you so much. You're like pumping me up. I just want to say that there's another <laughs> level of it. You know the other level that we're working on, and and yep. we're in it kind of uh, not quiet, but just working on some fine details, but. It is all about what you leave for the people behind you. So I don't want anyone Absolutely. ever to feel like I felt during those calls. And I know that that's how you feel. And that takes me to this. So working as a detective, you saw and heard felt men and felt many things. I know because we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Was there something that stuck with you um, throughout the years that I call it a this is what I call it when I talk to people. I say, is there something that you packed in your book bag with you and you haven't unpacked, right? That stuck with you. And 
there's a lot of calls that you went on. Was there something that just stuck with you throughout all these years? Oh yeah, that's easy. Back in, uh, uh, it was back in 06, uh, we were detectives and um, right around, right before, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we had a rash. I think we had four homicides that year. Um, and the one that I got, I was the lead in and, and I was the, uh, I got stuck with, it's a young uh, Brazilian female that was stabbed to death on, um, on, uh, on a corner of uh, Westwood and Morris, little store there. And that, to this day, I think about that case. It's unsolved. Um, it's just, it's an unsolved case and it, it, it sticks with you. Here's a young lady who had just gotten here from Brazil not too long before her death, um, 18 years old. And um, she was stabbed to death. And to this, you know, right away we thought boyfriend, you know, and we, we go down, we interview the boyfriend, nothing, you know, he checked out. Uh, or the her ex boyfriend at the time, and it just it was mind blowing that we just never got. I mean, we never even came close wow. uh, with the information we got. Um, but, you know, we we have our, but there's uh, suspects, but it really should, you know we we never were able to shore that up. It it was. Uh, I tell you, Tony, I still think about that girl today. Wow. I still think about that girl today. Um, that, that is, uh, I'm long retired now. I'm hoping somebody else picks up the case, but that, that, that one, uh, that one stuck with me. Wow. That one stuck with me for several reasons. You know, it's the, it's the immigrant story. It's the person who comes here to make a better, a better life for themselves. And they end up getting that kind of treatment, you know, that they, that her parents would have probably thought would have happened if she stayed in the little town that they're from in Brazil, not here. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't happen. It, it just shouldn't happen here. And it just, for some reason, that one sticks. That wow. one really sticks. Yeah, that yeah that's, that's a tough, that's a tough one. And I thank you for sharing that. And I know that you worked many cases. And my question to you is this, how did you deal with it after you got home? You know, Tone, I was never one to come home and spew everything to my wife. Right. Um, it was funny because um, whenever we went to dinners, award dinners, or whatever we went to, and my wife would hear other people talking, and she would say, you didn't tell me that you did that. You didn't tell me that you were involved with this or that. And I said, you didn't need to know that, you know, because... To me, it was the kind of stress that she didn't need to deal with. My, I didn't want to relay my stress to her. Absolutely. Um, it's a protection. It's to protect yeah, them. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I relied on, on friends like you. Um, you. And we talked a lot. We talked a lot yeah, uh, we did. about cases. We talked a lot about cases. We talked a lot about... I, I relied on my law enforcement people, my, the people that I... And, and it, that's why... You see, you, you know, I, I say we stay close to a few people. Yeah. We need to talk. Yes. Guys just need to talk it out. They need, they need to make sure that they're not the only ones experiencing. Because once I knew that I wasn't the only one experiencing that, that, those, those problems or those issues, you kind of get okay. It's that kind of support group thing that you build with people and you talk it out. And yeah. I love that. It, that, that helped out a lot. I was never one, I never brought work home. I love it. Did I bring it home in my mind? Especially as detectives, you know that. We did all the time. Yep. I would wake up in the middle. You know, people don't realize that. A lot of patrolmen don't realize th that. They think that detectives just go in and drink coffee all day and <laughs> go have <laughs> lunch so and come back. You know, and they don't realize that when you're interviewing people, sometimes, and, and you know it, you would interview suspects or 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 people and and... You at three in the morning, you'd wake up and go, man, why didn't I ask him this question? Absolutely. Or why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? And you're up half the rest of the night thinking about that. Um, yeah. If you care about what you do, that's the way it, that's the way it is. Yeah. Um, and you need, guys need to know how to deal with that. My yeah. version of it, the way I learned to deal with it was I just talked it out with, with, with peers. I love it. Peers are the best. Peers are your best resources 
You know, you can sit and have therapy with a with somebody with a with a psychology degree, or you can. They don't know law enforcement. Law enforcement's a different animal. It is. You need to find people within. You need to find and you guys guys need to talk. If something's bothering them, they need to talk it out. I love it. They need to just spew it. And 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 you got to find people that are going to listen to you. And I I would tell guys, come and talk. I'm I'm here to listen. Yeah. I'm here I love to listen. That. I'll talk to you. And and, and I, I tried. You know, uh, another a good example of that tone is when they when they change our schedule. Oh, when I we know. Took, when they took the permanent shifts away. Um, and I remember I I remember my platoon. Um, they took it hard. They, they they did. There was there were certain people, and I'm sure and your platoon the same thing. And we were working midnights, and I would I would you know meet up with guy I would meet up with guys and girls, and I would just sit there and talk to them. I mean, some of them would be crying, yeah, um, about it. And I would sit there. And I'm like, listen, these it's these conversations are here between us. Now, I, I I you know I would never mention what was said or or who they were, but they were stressed out. They were stressed out at, at the fact that they were working, you know, that they were working these hours they're not used to, and they didn't know how to deal with it back at home. Yeah. And that was the thing that I had to talk to them about was, you know, some of these, some of these people had, some of these officers had families and things like that, and they didn't know how to deal with it. And I, I wasn't about, it wasn't about give, giving them solutions. It was about listening to them and that. trying to emphasize with, with them. And try to try to make sure that you that they knew that somebody was getting was understanding them. Yeah. And I I, I was I believe that I, I I was able to get through to them that way. That's it. Guys and girls just need to know you have to find a, a resource. There are plenty of them out there, and it doesn't have to be professionals. It it can just be you and another friend grabbing a beer or a drink at a bar and just talking it out. I love that. Juan, one hundred percent. Um, talking out, talking about how you feel is not a sign of weakness. And we have to get out of that, that mentality that society has that if you talk to somebody, it's a sign of weakness. If you tell someone how you feel or show someone how you feel, it's a sign of weakness. It is the opposite. You don't have to go and, and speak to a professional if you don't want to. There are resources out here all over this state, all over this country where people are available to talk to you, you pick up the phone and you talk to them, right? But the, but the biggest thing is having control of, of that. So you, you want to talk to somebody, you talk to someone and you're in control of those things. When you, when you choose to do that, you can release what is holding you back. Those thoughts, those moments, those feelings, they can be released. And I really appreciate you talk saying that because throughout the years, you and I have talked really, really deep about things, including that ghost that I saw at that gas station. Maybe you remember. Yeah. <laughs> that I, was early. Oh, that was, that was awesome. <laughs> but we always you, you, had this connection um, where we, yeah. I would just tell you something and you would tell me something and then we were like, go our ways, right? You have to find that. You have to feel comfortable doing it. And there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that at all, you know? No, no, there isn't. And the other, the other important part of that, Tony, is confidentiality. Yes. You know, the person you're talking to, they need to know that, that, that you, they need to know that you're trusting them. Yes. And that this information that you're giving, that you're giving each other is, stays with each other. There's no need to share it with anybody. Absolutely. Um, you know, obviously, it, I, if I talk to you about something, I might talk to my brother about the same thing, or or another another person within within the department, the same thing. But I would, but anything that we said, anything that we discussed, would not be shared. No. You know, I would share my part of it. I would never. Oh well, no. I, I talked to Tony about it. He told me this. You know, I, it was I, never I, like I never that. that. And it was I, never like that. It was never like that. It was never like that, and and I would and and I would I, I took that confidentiality when people spoke to me, and and you know took it as a real deal, took it as this is the way it's going to be. I'm I'm going to keep this between us, and, uh, and and that's important too. Guys need to realize that when somebody's telling you about their issues, problems, or something going on at work, or they're talking about something that's worrying them, 
they they expect you to keep it tight to the vest. That's right. And, and you know, you, 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 you unless obviously they need more help that you can't handle. Right. Um, but I, I would, confidentiality is big because yeah. you, you want to keep that trust between people. I agree. I agree. So you, I want to ask you, um, how do you deal with stress now? Like, how did you relieve your stress then? And how do you do it now? Like, what's the difference? Um, I'm not as stressed out anymore. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Um, uh, you know, my stress now is minimal. My stress now running the type of business I run is trying to find the right help or trying to put people together. You know, my, the business is people call, they expect the service and, and we, uh, and we provide it. And I, it's just trying to find the right people to, to work with us, to, to, pro, to, uh, to provide the, the driving service that we provide. Um, that's really it. I, I really don't stress out about much else. I love um, that. I, I, I just, I don't, there, there's, you know, life is not stressing me out. It's great. Um, you know, there, there's always an issue here or there. Now in the pandemic that's going on and, and everything, you know, people stressed out about, about certain things. But I, like I told you, I, I learned to keep myself calm in the middle of madness around you. And stress is not something that I, um, stress is not something that I hold in anymore. It's just, uh, it's different now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's different when you get to the end of your career. And when you get to a certain age too, you know, you get to that self-actualization yes. stage. And once you know what you're about and people have to find themselves, once you find yourself, it's, it's, it's not a bad life. It is, you know, and it's not, it's not about money. It's not about making sure the, the bills get paid. We all stress out about things like that, but it's about learning your inner self and being in tune with yourself and, and just, like I said before, letting it slide, letting okay. it slide off your, you can't, you can't stress out about people. You get, you can, we, I've, I've learned that material things don't mean a damn thing. Mm -hmm. If you can't share with people, if you can't, you know, you can drive a nice car, you can do, you can buy a big old house, you can do whatever you want, but ultimately happy, you know, that's what people have to realize. What makes you happy? You got to find that groove. Yeah, uh, I love it. And, and you just got to ride it. You just got to ride that groove. I, stress now is not, to, I'm telling you, it's, it's not much of an issue. Yeah. I love it. Did you for, find... for me? It's not. No. And then I totally see it. I see it. You, you look awesome. When, would you say that when you were through these 25 years, how did you choose to relieve your stress? Was it working out? Was it talking to friends, dealing more with your family? How, what was that one thing that you enjoyed doing that helped you relieve stress? Um, working out helps. Uh, definitely working out helps. You got to work that, uh, that aggression out, um, from within. Yeah. Um, I, I, I never, like I said, I, I try not to bring it home. I didn't want to stress my family out. Right. So I never, tr I never brought it home. I would, I would t just take it off in the car. Um, you know, sometimes on the way home, I would just take a, I would just take a, a, a long, on very stressed out days that we had, whether it was long days or whatever, or dealing with, 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 with crap at work. I wouldn't go straight home. I'd I just it. go for a ride. I'd just go for a ride in the car and just think about things myself. And then, and then, and I relied a lot on friends. I relied a lot on people. And when I say friends, when you talk about law enforcement, you can't talk about law enforcement with anybody else but law enforcement. Exactly. No one understands it. Um, so you gotta find, uh, you gotta find that friend, that voice. You gotta find that person that's gonna, that's gonna sit there and you're gonna, shoot the shit back and forth with each other and 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 you got to get it out of your system yes uh guys and girls don't realize they think that they keep it built in inside of them that it just suppresses and it goes away it doesn't it doesn't it just keeps building on top of it it's like a game of jenga yeah that's that's the best way to compare it's a game of jenga you keep building block on top of block and eventually that block is going to collapse 
Absolutely. That um, is a great analogy. <laughs> that yeah, is it's a great a, analogy. So before that, before that happens and you need to press the reset button and in life, there really isn't a reset button, you know, um, you, you, well, there is a reset button, but for certain things, once stress gets to the level where you can't handle it, that's when you start seeing suicides. That's when you start seeing people doing things that they normally wouldn't do. Um, I never let it get to that point. I, I just, I dealt with it. My solution to it, uh, Tone, was, was a hybrid solution, basically. I did a little bit of everything. I love it. I would, it uh, whether it was a workout, whether it was just a long drive in the car by myself, whether it was talking to one of my peers, um, I, I always, I, I always, uh, I always found a way to do it. I always found a way to do it. And, and some of it is personality too. Yeah. Certain people, and you know, people handle stress differently. Um, certain people are more emotional. Certain yeah. people suppress it. And it's about, it's about learning, you, you, learning how to bring that out. I love everything that you said. And uh, I, the long drives, I want to talk about that. The long drives are yeah. a form of meditation. And you did something that um, a lot of people do, and that is um, to focus on something else. So you're taking that time to drive, and there's a lot uh, that you do in a drive. You're thinking, you're processing, and you're releasing. So I love that tip. I was going to ask you, uh, to share a tip and that's a great tip. I'm sure you have another one in there, but that is a great way to relieve stress is by driving and either doing it in silence or listening to music. And that is really amazing that you would share that. And there's so many things out here that you can do to relieve your stress and they don't have to be anything that costs you anything. They don't have to be anything that you actually have to tell anybody about. Cause some people are very, very private, but the fact that you found that and that was your release is really huge and amazing. Um, Juan, that's really good. That's really good. Thanks. Yeah, no, it, it really, you gotta, you gotta learn to deal with it. The, the, you know, I never, I had somebody ask me the other day, do you miss the power that comes uh, of being a police officer? And I, I told them, I said, no, I don't. I, I really don't. Power. And there was, there was a group of us, there was a group of retired guys and, 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 and somebody asked me that. And the, certain guys said that they missed the power. Mm. I don't, I don't miss it. I don't miss the power of, of being a police officer, knowing that there's certain things you could do to, to either ruin or change somebody's life by, not by your actions, by the actions of, of themselves. And I'm right. talking about, you know, somebody robs a store at, at gunpoint, um, you, you end up catching them, they're under arrest, whatever, that, that person changes, their, their, their life's about to change. I don't, I never took that power to that level where, um, where I, I let it overwhelm me. Yeah. That power was something that was safe to me, that power was sacred, and it was given to you, it was given to you as a privilege and you should handle that. You know, a lot of guys think that they're, that they're shield on the, the badge on their chest. They think it covers their whole chest. It just covers a little part of your chest. Yeah. It's and not that's, even close that's to your heart. how I always, <laughs> that's how I even, yeah, that's how I took the job was my shield's only so big. I can only do so much. And I never let that overwhelm me and carry me into a position where I'm the all powerful, mighty Oz behind the curtain. I wasn't. <laughs> well, I that's was, what separates I, I was a human you. Just like they are. That's what separates yeah. you from the others. So when you do this job, it's not about power. It's about what you can do for others. You must not. Exactly. We, we never forgot about the community and what we are there to represent. Yes, you do have to do your job, but there's other things that you can do. And along the way, you've been an example of that. People are coming up to you and say you changed their life. You are, that's your goal as well, is to shine that light on people and to change, if, even if it's a cup of coffee or even it's a, if it's a word, a kind word, that's what we're here to do as well, all right? We're protectors, right? right? Yep. Yeah, really, that's it, that's it. It, it. it really is powerful. You're a powerful person. Um, I, I'm glad that you're the first person that I'm interviewing in this series and I'm really honored that you said yes. Um, well, I, the I really, pleasure's all mine. Trust me. 
<laughs> Thank you so much. Um, one last, a couple last questions and then. Um, yeah. So what would you recommend to those brave souls? Because I want to call them brave souls that are choosing this career and are choosing to protect us. Well, one is be, be prepared. The first thing is be prepared. You know, a lot of, there's a lot of people that say, and we started this conversation talking about careers and my career path. There's a lot of people that they want this job so bad and then they get on and it's not what they thought it was. Um, you need to do your research to be a police officer. You need to do your research. You need to make sure that you know what you're getting into. Um, and and you, you have to do a little self-reflection and that you need to know, you need to tell yourself, do I have the mentality? Do I have the wherewithal, the wit, or the grit, more, more, more uh, accurate, to deal with what I'm about to deal with? Yeah. Um, you need to look in the mirror and say, can I do it? Can I do it? Can I be tough when I, when I have to be tough? Can I be sympathizing and soft when I need to be soft? You know, and you know, in our careers, you go from a fight call where, where everybody's up at arms and everybody's screaming and yelling to now they send you from that call, they clear you from there and you go to a, uh, a hospice death or uh, a, 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 an unattended or attended death of somebody's loved one. Where you're going from hyperactive, you know, uh, holding people back. In some cases, you're physically involved in, 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 in something, in, in an altercation to where you got to go and now you got to calm yourself down. They, we, we, society expects us to calm down in about two seconds and go deal with a family that's grieving a loved one. That's and right. it's not fair. It's not fair. And guys need to realize that that's what they're going to be doing. And if that's what you're going to be doing, you need to realize, can I handle that? Right. Can I handle that kind of work? Um, physically, can I handle it? And I, I would tell, I would, I would suggest that people looking to get into this career or that have started and are very early on, check yourself. Yeah. Check yourself. Just, just look in the mirror. And it doesn't have to be a literal mirror, people. It just be check yourself. Yes. Check yourself to see if, if this job is really for you. Absolutely. And then you can go on and be a productive member of society somewhere else if, if it's not for you. And if after all that, it's still, you still think that you can do this job, we, we welcome you with open arms. We need a lot of good soldiers out here. That's right. And when I say soldiers, I don't mean, you know, we need soldiers. We need law enforcement. We need, we need people that are going to survive this job and do what's right as protectors of society. Absolutely. I love everything you said, and it really is super powerful as always. And I love that you said, check yourself because you do have to make a decision. It's okay if you're in this and it's not for you. Just say it's not for you, you know? You said a lot of good things about talking and talking it out and finding that person that can help you. If it's not a friend, then a professional, there are people out here that can do that just looking for resources out here, not doing it alone. You don't have to do it alone. And all these wonderful things that are recommendations from someone who did this for 25 years, 25 years in a tough town, in a tough environment, and who gave his all in this, in this community. So thank you so much, Juan. Thank you so thank much. You. No, thanks I, for having me on. Good luck, course. guys and girls. You, you're doing great work out there. Thank don't you. let, don't let the hype, don't let the people, don't let, don't let what you hear, don't let that, don't let that stop you from doing the work that you do. Absolutely. You, we, we, we are in law enforcement. We keep on fighting. We keep on doing our work. You go, you make a difference, go out and make a difference. And Tony, you could have said it better. Find somebody, Absolutely. find somebody, whether it's professionally in your family, in your, just find somebody and talk it out. Don't keep it, don't keep it in. Don't keep it in. I'm here, guys. Those I'm great words. Too. So before you go, I want to talk to you about your business. So I always, I, this is going to be a podcast that I post on, uh, <laughs> on Wellness For You. I want, to, I want to ask you about your business, where people can find you, and if you have links to send them to me, and I will add them in the show notes so people can look for you. Because this is listened to all over the, the country. So 
Tell me the name of your business. Yep. So the, the business, it's a, uh, it's a driving service. Uh, we run uh, locally here in Monmouth County. So Monmouth County, a little bit of Ocean County. And we, we, our business is driving people. So we, we drive people to air appointments. Wherever they want to go, I'll give them a driver. Most of our drivers are uh, either retired or current law enforcement um, or in some kind of first responder field. Um, so most of our guys are relatable and that, that, that you know, the, the, a lot of guys, they talk to people there too. So it, it helps them a lot. But, um, but our company is called On Time Driving Service. Uh, and you can, you can uh, we're, we're, we have a webpage at uh, ontimedrivingservice.com. And if anybody, you know, and again, we're very local. We don't, we don't go, we, we uh, if anybody's coming into any of our local airports here in the New York, Philadelphia area, and you want to give us a call for transportation, we will definitely be able to handle it. Um, the, uh, the, our number, just to give, give ourselves a plug, 848-200-8347. And myself and my partner, Jeff Pallone, would, uh, would, be, uh, would love to handle uh, your, your, any of your driving needs. Thank um, you so much. I am definitely- Thank you. You're very welcome. I am all about business and I'm all about connecting. So I will make sure that I add that in the show notes. And also I will add it um, in my Facebook page. You can find me on YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and I'm going to share this wonderful interview and the tons of love and information that you gave to the world and to all the future law enforcement out here. Juan, always a pleasure. I am so glad to call you my brother and family. Love you, Thank man. Thank you, Tone. You know that. You, we, well, we, we always say it. Yes. We always say it. You're my brother. You're my sister. Yes. And you know, you know how that goes. Absolutely. In my heart forever. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.